Talk, the voice of Ratio Christi at Marshall University. My name is John Mays. I'm your host. I'm also the regional director for the state of West Virginia and the state of Pennsylvania, along with being the chapter director at Marshall University. I went to bed Friday night at about 8 o'clock. Um, that's just the wild party animal I am nowadays. But <laughs> I did it out of frustration. Uh, most of you probably know if you listen to my podcasts or blogs that I get really frustrated with the church and the way things are and I read a lot I read Facebook posts um, books obviously articles whatever point being I was so upset that I had to go to bed Uh, I know everybody's like Why didn't you just turn Facebook off? Well, when you get to that point, it's probably better just to go to bed. (laughs) I promise I've done this for a while. And the reason being was last week I did the podcast and the blog on abortion, which was very basic. Uh, Just gave you some objections to abortion, some answers to abortion and such things as that. And that was on a Thursday, I think. So this was Friday. And Friday night I was just scrolling through. And I read some things from students about abortion that the church can't make a difference by telling people abortion is wrong and we should just keep our mouths shut and such things as that. Then I was reading adult comments that they had been so blessed and uh, God had been so good to them over, who knows, nonsensical things, uh, has nothing to do with God. It was just over and over the lack of the Bible being taken in context. It was people um, being able to do cardio, for an example, and quoting Philippians 4.13. Uh, I don't know, it was just people quoting Joel Osteen and people claiming their whatever it may have been, their healing or claiming their fortune, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But the point of today's podcast, I guess, is to just reflect a little bit and try to share that I only want to help. I mean, that's the whole idea. Uh, preferably somebody's listening or some way, somehow, that this reaches the person that it needs to reach. But I, it, it just breaks my heart, church. Uh, 
seeing so many people that have no idea or they they know but they just don't care and i'm i'm not going to bash on anybody i'm just going to tell you my heartfelt feelings and i do this occasionally uh, because it really i lose sleep at night <laughs> even going to bed at eight o'clock i lose sleep and that's like this podcast i had a plan on what i was going to talk about and it just i couldn't do it i mean this seemed more relevant more important and it's we have to do something as a church my students are in the emotional tradition they're highly intelligent but they are in the emotional tradition of where the church is today Uh, the church is all about emotions and doing nice things and again i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just we need to be making disciples we need to know what we believe and why we believe it to make a difference to have an impact uh i see a lot of people talking about revival well (laughs) god has revivals and god starts revivals and the church being afraid to talk about abortion or being afraid to speak out about uh transgenderism or or same-sex marriage the topics that are on the news today the topics that are affecting our society and we're not doing anything about it and i don't know i don't know why i try every way i know how every way that god has given me to try uh, every opportunity that i have and it just doesn't seem to make a difference um to top all of the facebook posts off i watched a church service i'm not going to mention where or whatever but i will tell you that it was a small church and everyone was talking about how wonderful it was how holy spirit filled they'd been and what a great sermon it was and the typical things that people say that go to church and i watched from the beginning to end and the pastor or the person preaching uh he's never been to school i will tell you that so he doesn't know some of the things that those that have been to school know and he skipped around to a couple of different verses to back up what he was saying and he identified that you know the secular world don't care and uh they needed jesus and i agree they do need jesus but outside of that he didn't really say a whole lot he quoted like i said a few pieces of scripture and of course at the end (laughs) he gave the every head bowed and every eye closed um altar call and i guess that's all right too depending on what you believe but i get uh i guess the point or why it bothered me was because they don't know i mean they contradict themselves uh they were he and those attending were in a church that goes by a certain name that doesn't (laughs) back up their belief systems uh but they've came from a church that's been that way for years and both churches continue to be that way and it's like it doesn't matter 
They just walk in a building. It doesn't matter what names on the door. And these names identify the beliefs of these people. And some of them are Christian and some of them are not. So we're not even aware of that. Uh, There's... I don't know how to discreetly say this one. Um, Something taking place in Huntington that people are paying money to go to and I I can't figure out why they're really paying any money because those that are teaching at least a couple of them that I know are highly intelligent individuals but they have no credentials Uh, the money I don't know where it goes I think I said that but you can get college credit from a non-accredited university if you go to this class and pay the money. But yet, I can't get a job at a university that's accredited, and I have two masters and a master of divinity. <laughs> I know it's because I'm rude, but seriously, uh, <laughs> it's little things like that that obviously put me over the edge. Not literally put me over the edge, but bother me because they are strong indicators that the church has no idea. I mean, I, I listened to a podcast of a local church that um, those who were doing it seemed like they were just giggling, like little boys would giggle over something that was not, that was more mature than what their age is, I guess. I, I don't know. But some guy sitting around giggling over something that probably wasn't really Christ-like to be having a conversation, though the conversation they did have was about being Christ-like and being under grace. So that seemed to be that they didn't really understand, which I think they do, but in the same sense, the first part of the podcast pretty much ruined the entire podcast. I mean, it was good as far as talking about grace and what we can do and watching movies and drinking and smoking and, you know, all the bad church things that we talk about. So I think about these things a lot and I pray about these things a lot. And I'm going to give you a blog, I guess. I'm going to give you some information that I wrote years ago that may help you understand, may explain some things. Uh, It says, from birth and throughout life, there is and always will be those that know more than we know. I mean, as children, it's our parents. As parents, it's other experts in their respective fields. We send our children to school to learn from teachers. Um, We trust the teachers to teach our kids because they've been to school and are considered to be qualified to teach. And this concept seems to apply to most everything. I mean, doctors, lawyers, mechanics, your money, financial advisors. We're always relying on the experts, uh, except when it comes to church. I mean, that's the most important thing there is, is our eternal life. And it doesn't really matter whether it's an expert or whatever. We just 
seem to accept it. I, I guess that part bothers me, obviously. Uh, we seem to be able to make every excuse in the world for listening to whoever we want to listen to and getting mad if somebody tries to explain to you that you probably shouldn't listen to that person. Uh, anyway, nobody has all the answers. I, that's a given. Uh, I don't have all the answers. But a lot of us have been to school and studied in an attempt to become experts in our field. I mean, when you have a master's degree, you're considered an expert in the field. Now, whether you get respect for that or not, I don't know. Uh, I told somebody the other day that, you know, I've been in the military. I've been rather successful in my life. I'm now in ministry. I feel like I deserve respect simply from my accomplishments. It doesn't have anything to do with pleasing God. I'm just talking about respect of other people here on earth. Um I mean, God's provided preachers and teachers to help all of us to grasp that we are lost and need Him and Him alone. All these things we're chasing out there doesn't make a difference. I mean, until you understand that um, without God, there's no purpose in life. I mean, you're just going to end up being thrown dirt, having dirt thrown on you, and it ends. It doesn't matter. That saying of He who has the most toys wins. It's not a true statement. So, anyway, for some reason, people either disregard the experts and they, we, we want to listen to the popular man that's preaching the word. Um, I read something that T.D. Jakes was now open to the LGBTQ community or abortion or whatever the popular thing is today but nobody cares i mean he packs in 20,000 people every week so i don't know it seems like we should be seeking out the best in our field uh we want the best teacher for our kid the best doctor for our health lawyer for our problems mechanic for our cars i mean you get the point but for the most important part of life we ask no one nobody we don't ask anybody for advice or guidance on who's teaching the truth. I mean, we just, I don't know. <laughs> uh, many, many individuals go with the majority. I mean, we see that every day. And the majority does not rule. That's another one of those false statements. Just because the majority does it does not make it right, does not make it moral, uh, and does not make it true. So, I've spent a lot of time reading, obviously, studying, and learning from some of the best minds in the world. I feel like that that was God's calling on my life, and I feel like that's what He wants me to do today. And I'm trying to help others do the same thing. Uh, so, if you want to know the truth, or if you want to understand the Bible, I don't understand... <laughs> And I guess that's part of the frustration. I don't understand why that it doesn't seem more important. I mean, people will say, well, I can just read it and I'm good to go. But you don't do anything else like that. I mean, you just don't get to directions and build a house. You don't just get to directions and rebuild a motor. Um, you can try, and that may be entertaining, but typically you're going to go to an expert. 
even if you have the directions. I mean, if you're a Christian or, or profess to be a Christian, our book states that God will give you, as I said earlier, preachers and teachers. And herein lies the problem. Not everyone claiming the title of a preacher or a teacher has been called to preach and teach. I mean, in fact, the majority of the most popular so-called preachers and teachers are false teachers. But I'm not supposed to talk about false teachers because, you know, who am I to say if they're teaching the truth? Well, (laughs) you should know the answer to that. But the majority are not called of God but of the devil. I mean, seriously. Our book, the Bible, tells us there would be false teachers and prophets and false doctrine. I mean, this is not nothing, this isn't anything new. It's been going on for quite some time. Uh, But you can't just accept that. It should break your heart like it breaks my heart. Or maybe I'm I'm extreme. I mean, I'm not a legalist by any stretch of the imagination. I don't believe in legalism. I think we are under grace. But I do think that we should, if we're going to use parts of the Bible, and again, you know, we skip that first commandment of of Jesus in Matthew about loving God, and we jump straight to the second one. And that's fantastic. We need to be nice. We need to do these things. And you've heard me say that over and over and over. But, The point being, we're trying to help. I mean, instead of getting mad or unfriending me on Facebook or telling me to judge not, consider why I care. And it's not just because I went to school. Obviously, I'm not as hard-hearted as what my sarcastic or my blunt personality portrays. I legitimately care about that narrow path and that narrow gate that our book so speaks of that so many are going to be a part of. It scares me that am I going to make it? And I know the Bible says we should have assurance. And I think people will take that to, to I don't, uh, graciously, uh, they take it too lightly. Um, we want we being so far I've found two other people that care maybe three and my professors and other apologists and outside of that it doesn't seem that it matters um, I don't know I don't I don't know what else to say um, God loves you I love you I'm trying to help you in a way that you've probably never had the opportunity to be helped as far as Christianity goes. You go to a church service, you go home. I mean, it's the same thing. Everybody's reading the same scripture and doing the same things, and most aren't even understanding. I mean, I have to watch how I say things, and I talk... Southern West Virginia, I have to watch the words I use because people don't understand. And that's not being mean. It's that we want to help. 
I've used the statement many times, well, Jesus started with 12, and he changed the world. I can't even find 12. Think about that. That care enough to change the world. I mean, apologetics will strengthen the follower, you've heard me say this, will reach the lost, and will change culture. I mean, if you knew how to have the abortion conversation, as I wrote and recorded last week, would it not be easier to stand up and talk about it, to make the church relevant? Yes, the gospel message is vital. Yes, the Holy Spirit must move. But consider this. Consider all the people that you are trying to help and show the love of Christ to. How many of them are coming to Christ? How many of them understand that they're lost and in need of a Savior because you showed them the love of Christ? Exactly. Now, how many in your church could make a difference if they knew what and why they believed? If when they went out and did the outrage programs, if they knew how to have the conversation if they were given the tools, now what kind of difference are you going to make? And besides, uh, the church is supposed to come first, not the outsiders. Think about it. I mean, if you have comments or suggestions, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. I mean, I ask for your prayer. I'm not ashamed whatsoever to ask for people to pray for me because it's a struggle. And... The only way I hold on is because I know it's true. And you've heard this again. Your heart won't accept what your mind doesn't believe. So if your faith is built strictly on emotion, you have a day like I've had, not today, but on a typical day, it's easy to walk away. If you can walk away, can you? I don't know. Some things to consider and think about. If you have questions or comments, uh, please email me at johnmays at ratiochristi.org. I would prayerfully ask that you join our financial support team because what God has put on my heart, I'm, I'm trying to cover apologetics. I'm trying to cover truth, which is a part of apologetics, plant a church, um, all these different things. It's not patting me on the back or anything. It's what I feel like God's leading me to do. But I need support to continue to do these things. You can join me or be a part of my support team at johnmays.ratiochristi.org. I'm not sure if this really would consider you being thunderstruck, but prayerfully, at least the light went on. <laughs>